and his idea is that if he can get up high enough into that low pressure air that he will be able to accomplish worldwide wireless communication what does it happen <laughs> i don't know let me check my phone history i'd like to follow me Hello, and welcome to Hilf, history I'd like to fuck with Don Brody. I'm Don Brody, and delighted to announce that Hilf is now a part of The Den. That's the Deluxe Edition Network. And in The Den are a bunch of dope podcasts that cover a variety of subjects, from movies to true crime, from whiskey to pop culture. Find out more by clicking on the link in our show description or by going to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. As for today, oh, it is an electrifying episode as we hilf legendary scientist Nikola Tesla. Now, long before Elon Musk named his car company after him, long before we had any cars at all, Tesla was a word equated with electricity and marvelous future-looking technology. It is not an overstatement to say that Tesla's inventions are responsible for everything we use technologically today. I'm not kidding. AC power, the Tesla coil. He invented the radio. No, it wasn't Marconi. I'll get to that. X-ray, wireless communication, robotics. He harnessed Niagara Falls and created the biggest man-made bolt of lightning ever. (laughs) Okay, for a while, he was a superstar. He hung with celebrities. He was pursued by leading ladies, and he made a ton of money. But he was also a weirdo. All right, he was a little too tall, a little too skinny with OCD and a seeming allergy to business savvy. So how does a man who made such monumental contributions and who is a household name today in his own time die alone, penniless, and mostly forgotten? <laughs> well, pull up a chair and join me and my guest, actress and comedian Renee Percy, as we delve into the truly shocking history of Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Let's get started. How long have you lived here? Just over a decade now. From Toronto, Canada, straight to LA. And uh, yeah, I hate saying that I've been here that long because I'm not famous yet. I know. (laughs) And I thought by now it would have happened. But you're more famous than me. Well, that's not And I've only been here nine years, so I'm like, shoot. If I don't get some Renee Percy credits in a year, I'm basically... (laughs) You're closing in on me. You're closing in. Well, let's talk about some of your credits. You, uh, let's see, the Goldbergs, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Kimmel Live, Mm -hmm. Workaholics... Mm -hmm. Am I missing any really dope credits that you want? I like, used to, to do like a lot of like Disney and Nickelodeon shows, but um, I don't yeah. know. You have a kid, but I think yeah. they're probably all gone. Like Austin and Allie and the Thundermans, and I didn't do it, and all those oh, kind fun. of those were super fun to do. Um, but I maybe not so relevant. None of them are really that relevant <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but they were. Fun. Do you have a type? Was there a type you played on the Disney? Um, was there a time? I did play, um, uh, for a couple episodes, a, uh, a, like, 
outlandish report. Actually, yes, I played a reporter on a few of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm or a bartender. And a talk show host, talk show host, uh, reporter. Yes, and your bartender. Hi, everybody. That yeah, person. Exactly. Yes. Like super Hi. excited. Oh, so glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a bartender, Ooh. rough edge, yeah. best friend, cigar, see. like c- 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 the girl who smokes cigars. Yeah, because you got me. the tattoos, and I've got and big tattoos. hair, so they're like, yeah, she's that gotta thing. be. <laughs> Boom. See, yeah. we should do a buddy comedy. Oh my god. That would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Where I'm constantly like, Renee, you have to stop being so crazy. And you're, you know what I mean? Like against our types. <laughs> yeah, right. Make your own future. Oh, and you, speaking of which, you have a comedy album that is out right now. Um, It's a comedy special. A comedy special. I, I will turn it into an album. I haven't done that yet. Um, It's called The Comic Sutra with a K comic. Uh, with a K, and um, uh, as in the Kama Sutra, because uh, that's my middle name, Sutra. And oh, uh, I know. Were your parents kind of perverts? Mm, yeah. I was going to say hippie, but yes, okay. pervert works too. <laughs> that works as well. It's an accurate descriptive. Um, and uh, yeah, that should be coming out sometime this year. I don't know when uh, or where yet. Fun. We just finished it. So. Okay. But when people want to find it, do they go to like ReneePercy.com? You can go to ReneePercy.com, and I'm sure I will announce it there. Or uh, on my Instagram, Renee Percy Comedian. Amazing. And wherever you're listening right now, you can go to the show notes description. You can probably click on it right now. I probably mm. have already put a link in there. So, oh mm. thing. Um, I'm so excited that you're here, Renee. I'm very excited well, well, too. Do it. I'm, I this love, it. I mean, this is me. I love history. And I know you and I have known each other for a couple of years. We were like kind of acquaintances. And then I, I, I did the thing. It's hard, I think, in adulthood to like try to make a friend. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like weird, like a come on, because you don't want to be like, <laughs> I just think you're great. You want to hang out with me? And you also don't want to be even weirder by being like, I don't want to be friends or whatever. I just want to write jokes together. Right. Because that's even that's even harsher. And usually when we find each other sitting in like a booth at mm-hmm. Flappers or a green room, whatever, it's like I find that I'm leaning over to you in the darkness to like... <laughs> Talk to, and it's we're dishing a little, but it's yes. like a, a recognition of like ding that made me yeah. think of the ding that made me think of the, and it's so fun. Totally, I was always excited, uh, still am excited when I see you, and it's usually at Flappers, but I'm always like, oh good, she's here. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh great, okay, Yay. this could be fun. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So uh, I'm delighted that my listeners get to meet you as well, and Yay. the history that we're fucking together. Oh my god! Like, welcome the one and only Nikola Tesla. Ooh. Oh, I'm so excited. Can you tell me why you wanted me to research Tesla? Okay. Um, first of all, I just have to preface this by saying I know nothing Great. about history um, in general. Great. Like, I grew up in Canada. I think I took it in high school once. Like, there was one class. I don't know what, what happened. Canada, what the fuck happened in Canada I anyway? I don't know. I don't know maybe. what happened. Maybe because I went to an art school. I don't know. History was <laughs> not a... I remember one credit in history... That's it. So it's embarrassing how little I know about history. Uh, and everyone, you know, when everyone's like, oh, you know, because like in World War One, I'm like, yeah, because like, you know, exactly that year, whatever that was. Right. And um, so I was very excited about your podcast. I started listening and now I need to listen to them all because I need to catch up and yeah. get learned. Um, <laughs> and then when you asked me something historical, I was like, I don't know most things. So it, uh, it's wide <laughs> open. And uh, but I was thinking and this is, you know, a silly thing, but I I really wanted a Tesla car when mm. it came out. Like I put the $1,000 down in advance yes. and then got my number called and then I didn't have the money to buy the car. So Fuck. I just got my money back. But I was like, I'm betting on myself. And in three years, <laughs> I will have the money to buy this. And, and I did not. Um, but I know that, you know, uh, 
Tesla was actually a real person, and Elon Musk is, has created this entire empire around the name. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, I don't even know much about the real person. Oh. Like we associate it so much with this Elon Musk, who's now a wacko, and I don't want the Tesla anymore. Right, right. Spare, dodged a bullet there. Yeah, I did. And it sucks because I say in the special how much I want one, so I had to put a little addendum at the end that I, <laughs> I no changed longer my want. mind. I don't my, want it anymore. My thinking has evolved yes. on that. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of incredible because when you when you and I stroll through the history of Tesla, you're going to find that that is uh, a beautiful justice okay. in what you just said okay. about once you realize like the car sounds cool. And I really like the car, and it and it is. It's a. It's the future. It's the car of the future. And it certainly three years ago, it was, it was even yes. more yeah. <laughs> of the future, right? And um, and that you it sparked curiosity in the name Tesla is great because this is like so much of Tesla's story is about a war mm -hmm. of like motivations and um, and implications. Okay. And he's the good guy. Ooh. Always the good guy. Oh, Tesla, good. Tesla's, I'll give you a spoiler alert. It, there's no like gropey, rapey nice. um, nastiness, but surrounds so much of him that there are villains okay. in this story. And okay. um, Elon Musk sucks. Yeah. That is not exactly the moral of the story, but I do actually have a moral to this one, which I rarely do. And one of them is, Fuck Elon Musk. Yeah, so. basically. Basically. Because Nikola Tesla, frankly, is such an innovative mind, and his mm -hmm. technology is so much infused with every single thing we use today, he is as much a part of Twitter and huh. why we have Twitter huh. as he is why we have Tesla cars. Whoa. Elon Musk just had the novel idea to actually use his name. But right. everything, these microphones, however you at, at home or wherever in your car, if you're listening, however you're listening, you are listening, not just to Tesla, but because of Tesla. Wow. My, my recording wouldn't be possible and it, getting to your ears would be impossible without the backbone of his technology. Cool. And here's like a, a, a short-ish list okay. of some of the stuff that we got from I mentioned some in the beginning um, during the, the intro view, but it's mass production, modern radio, radar, neon and fluorescent light, remote control, and robotics. He had a total of 196 patents Whoa. worldwide in his life. Holy cow. And for those of you who don't know, to, to file a patent, it means that you have an invention that has so fundamentally at its beating heart something that has never been conceived of before, that you can say, I am the first and only one who ever thought of this idea. Hmm. And everyone has to pay you if they want to use that piece of technology. So that it's not just that he invented a bunch of stuff. It was its principles. It's right. functioning ideas that he is patenting and that is part of why we use all of this stuff it's crazy and i want to give a disclaimer at this point <laughs> because um i don't understand engineering you know how you said history like yeah. people say world war ii and you're yeah. like yes in yeah. the 1890s yeah. i don't understand engineering mm. and uh finances at all oh yeah me neither and the the, <laughs> the, the quickness with which the subject has me just sort of like my eyes get Glassy squinty over. and I'm loose and I'm trying to stay mm -hmm. loose in the knees. And the only way I'm going to understand it, if I understand it at all, is like poetically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh. I'm going to kind of know the story of how it works. I try so. to pretend that I know. And I, I had somebody recently say that they managed a $45 million hedge fund. And I was like, whoa, wow. that must be be a big hedge that, I mean, a lot of <laughs> a lot of gardeners for that i don't the size of your shears wow astronomical. yeah i same so as i try to explain this engineering stuff i'm gonna use broad strokes okay don't at me 
here's my plan. So my okay. research that I did on this is crazy. I have a couple of the books here in front mm. of you. Prodigal Genius, uh, The Extraordinary Life of Nikola Tesla. Here's why this book is completely impossible to understand. It's full of information that I learned in my subsequent research is garbage. Oh, The guy who wrote it is a Pulitzer Prize winner, J.M. Uh, J. O'Neill. And he speaks in the first person in this book about like Nikola Tesla. He was a Superman and he, he knew him. He was like an acquaintance of his. They, they oh. definitely met a few times, but it's like almost like a vanity fair piece. I mean, there's no introduction. It's there's no his name. The author's name isn't even on the cover. And he says things like he it would have been considered a uh, success in every area of his life, but he never got married or had kids. So he is ultimately a failure. And it's what? like, what? Is he a woman? That's what we get. That's what, exactly. <laughs> I was like, Jay O'Neill, stuff it. But it's also got a lot of, a lot of information that people reference, but it's complicated. Okay. Then you have this, which is like the opposite. It's the autobiography. Oh, of Nikola Tesla. This well, that's is this is be his true. first person. Look at how thin <laughs> that it is. A is. Tiny book. This is a book. That's a pamphlet. This that is, is not a pamphlet. A, that's not a book. You put this over uh, next to the toilet, and then right. Yeah. So then you also have in the subsequent years since his life and death, a mountain of everything from government documents and patent office and minutia engineering to conspiracy theories Ooh. about what he actually made and who wanted it and what they wanted to use it for. It, it's wild. It's too much. So here's what I intend to do on this okay. hill thing with you. All right. We're going to learn who Nikola Tesla was. And we're going to learn about his life because it's crazy and it's wild and it's interesting. And I'm going to kind of do it sort of chronologically, but primarily I'm going through his biggest most impressive contributions to science, Mm -hmm. how he got there, how they impact us. And then um, we're going to get into the crazy batshit stuff that is like the theories and our like... Batshit sounds up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Definitely the biggest, like Tesla's hugest contribution, the most overwhelming part is AC power. And you got to know (laughs) ACDC. He invented ACDs. <laughs> oh he played God. drums. He rocked out. Is that the coil? The Tesla coil? That is, it's uh, not the same thing, okay, but yes, he did. That's but the, the Tesla one coil thing is... I know. <laughs> All right. See, you just got... wanted to throw it in. AC power is his hugest deal. And again, this is where my engineering limitation is going to come. So I'm going to start with the story. Okay. okay. So Tesla is in college in Austria. Okay. And the technology and computers and science and electronics that exist at the time are pretty contained to Europe and the United States, and they're simple. Mm. They are simple motors, simple gears. They use only direct current power, a.k.a. DC power. They can turn things. We've gone from, like, electric shock to, like, we can harness and sort of use electricity. This is very interesting. Okay. And he's in school, and one of his college professors brings in one of these d- cool, dope-ass machines and, that runs on DC power. And Tesla gets this, like, epiphany, hmm. which he has had since childhood, where he gets, like, a flash of light, and he can see in his mind a complete diagram understanding of how a thing works, kind of Queen's Gambit stuff. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So he's... Flash of light and electricity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mean, ding, 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 ding. Exactly. And um, so he is like, uh, Professor, I have a great idea. Um, I don't even know if he used the word uh, alternating current, but he basically described... He's like, what if... The, I mean, because it's got all these sparks are shooting out of his loud as hell. It's got a bunch of pieces. What if we... Blah, blah, blah. And the professor doesn't just say, no, that's stupid. 
he dresses him down. Hmm. Kind of humiliates him in front of his classmates and is like, what kind of moron? And here our friend Tesla, uh, like, right? And so Tesla, like, puts that idea for AC power in his back pocket, but sort of licks his wounds and goes away and gets sick because Tesla apparently is a sick guy. He gets huh. sick all the time. He's tall. He's skinny. Um, he has, uh, you know, he's he has a tendency to get um, these difficult to explain diseases. Like, it's not a virus, but he's weakened and he doesn't eat and people think he's on death's door. And it's saying tall, skinny people are, <laughs> are weak. They're frail. They're like tall th- pieces of grass. Um, and there's serious stuff like cholera is going around Europe at the time and mm. that can hit you too. But not all of Tesla's illnesses are like cholera. It's okay. probably today we would know and we would be able to diagnose that this is a, an idiosocratic, that this is related to depression, that this mm. is related to all sorts of things. He's certainly would have been diagnosed as being on the spectrum somewhere. Right. Um, he has a lot of of obsessive compulsive. He can't, for example, and this is from his own autobiography, he can't um, touch hair. He can't, like the sound of women's jewelry makes him crazy. Wow. He gets hyper, he has a spell where he's like so hypersensitive that every noise is deafening and every oh, yeah. like hypersensitive, spe- super duper spectrum stuff. One day he's coming out of one of these spells, one of these illnesses, and he's starting to feel better and he goes on a hike with his friend and it's in the beautiful Austrian hills and they see this gorgeous sunset and he recites a line of Goethe's Faust Mm. because he's got a little poetry in him. And the part that he says out loud is, the glow retreats, done is the day of toil, it yonder hastes, new fields of life exploring, ah, that no wing can lift me from the soil upon its track to follow, follow, soaring. At this point, this is his autobiography, his buddies, this is according to every source. At that point, when he's done saying this poem out loud, he's struck with one of those flashes of Hmm. light, and he sees in perfect detail AC power. Whoa. The real deal. For perfectly, he knows it will work. He can do all the computations. It's like, absolutely, yes. And he says to his friend, he's babbling even. He's like, I see it, I see it. I mean, talk about like if this had happened... In biblical times, it would have been attributed to an angel of vision, but he does not have in himself any particular affinity for any religion. Um, And he just writes in the sand, and his friend, who sees this drawing in the sand, is an engineering student like him, and can at least understand it enough to kind of, yeah, yeah, okay, doc. I think I can see. <laughs> because he can't. And one of the problems is Tesla Tesla can't actually get any idiot like you and me and this idiot back there to get his contraptions until he's completed them. And even what though he gets, oh, to understand it. Exactly. To, to be like, yes, I see how this would work. I want to buy it. Uh, I want to use it. I want to help you build it. Otherwise, right. it's just like, I don't understand this. I want to go on a hike with you and one of us starts writing some, a joke in the sand. <laughs> right. Be like, like, okay, pickle. Uh, yeah, this is I'm a pickle. You know what I hate? <laughs> he knows he's got it. Yes. Okay. But you can't build that without metal, steel, coils, lab, a spark. You need to have a source Mm. of some kind of electricity to do it. And even though he could describe the source, that source is not accessible to him. He's a poor nobody. Right. His dad is a priest. His mom. That's where we are in common, have things in common. (laughs) (laughs) I am a poor nobody. (laughs) I was like, basically I'm Nikola Tesla. Okay. But you do have that ass. (laughs) 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 Something Um, to fall back on. I really, literally. literally. (laughs) And much like your ass. 
Tesla is just a genius with stuff. So even if he can't build this futuristic motor quite yet, he done gets himself mm -hmm. a job mm -hmm. at the local electricity plant and knocks their socks off. Right? <laughs> you know, he can definitely go in there and be like, oh, I got that. I fixed yeah. that. I can build that. And that quickly moves him up. And so he gets these pretty good electricity-related jobs in Belgrade and then in Paris for the Edison oh, Machine Works. Because wow. Edison's a big deal. And he done already got his lighting systems. He's Perfect. the father of the light bulb. Yeah. And his DC power. And it's international, baby. So they're colleagues? They're the same age-ish? Um, Edison is slightly older, but yeah. yes, they're definitely contemporaries. contemporaries. Huh. So, in fact, girl, ooh, Edison come up in his skirt in oh, the worst way. Stop Buckle it. up for okay. what a douchebag Edison is. You think, Te ooh. oh, I oh, can't wait. I oh, can't okay. wait to hate Edison with you. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so Tesla's working at first with Edison Machine Works, and he's so good that his boss is like, buddy, now's the time for you to strike it rich and get thee to the big show in New York City. He's in Paris. He's in Belgrade. He's like, go to New York. They're going to love you there. Meet the real Edison. Work with the real guy mm -hmm. right now. And he writes a really nice letter and says, go. At this point, Tesla's father is dead. Mm. He doesn't have any prospects. He's mother and his sister. And he's like, yeah, for sure. He gets on a boat and he arrives in New York City on Ellis Island, the immigrant tale with six cents. Whoa. Because he got pickpocketed on his way on the boat. Damn. Huge fist fight on the boat because of like some attempted mutiny. It was kind of a wild story. So Tesla arrives in New York City in 1884. Girl, this is the middle of the Gilded Age. Mm -hmm. Does the Gilded Age mean anything to you? Does that... Gilded lily? No. Great. Okay. I know the word. <laughs> I can use it in a sentence. <laughs> gilded, it was a sarcastic term. What's great about it is that you, if you picture the Gilded Age, I'll give you uh, the Age of Innocence. Okay. You know that movie, yes. Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah, Michelle yeah, yeah. Pfeiffer, Winona Ryder? That's the Gilded Age, New okay. York City. Ladies got the big hats, parasols, yes. little mm. waists in the dresses with the shoulder pads. Got Men are wearing the top hats and the spectacles. Mm -hmm. And New York City is amazing. And mm. the Gilded Age is... Post-Civil War mm -hmm. Reconstruction. The South is poor. The cities in the North especially are a booming. Immigration, like we got European immigrants coming in in record numbers because of two huge deals. One, Industrial Revolution, girl, mm -hmm. we, need, we need workers. And we can't enslave them anymore. <laughs> so we don't pay them a lot, <laughs> but we have to pay them something. And this is the wave uh, and the time in which Tesla arrives. Okay. And this is also, some names probably sound familiar, the age of the banker. You get you Rockefeller, Carnegie, mm -hmm. J.P. Morgan, Guggenheim, Vanderbilt. They are all youngish, very rich mm. guys doing their thing mm -hmm. in this like unchecked American economy. Okay. Here comes Tesla. Okay. Steps off the boat. Um, and he's got this letter. Does he speak English? He does. Okay. He speaks eight languages. Oh, Jesus. Because he's Tesla. Oh, yes. So he goes to meet Edison and he's got this letter from his boss. And he finally gets into the office to see Edison. And the letter, and it took forever because Edison's a cunt. Uh -huh. <laughs> and when he does, and, and Tesla's like, hello, this is the letter. The letter says, uh, dear Edison, I've only known two brilliant people in my life. You are one of them, and the other one just handed you this Whoa. letter, which I think is very what cool. What a good letter of recommendation. I know. And Edison is like, okay, cool. Like, what's your deal? You can hear it in my voice. I fucking hate this guy. And this is an old <laughs> hatred. I've always hated Edison. I've known Edison was a prick 
for decades. I used to work in this museum of electricity and magnetism in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I gave tours to school children <gasps> on things like the Tesla coil and Thomas Edison and stuff. And I made them spit when they said Edison's name, like he uh, was cursed, like pretend to be like, ah, Edison. Because I really tried to like emphasize that like Tesla's the hero okay. and Edison's a dickhead. And they asked me to stop, which I didn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Edison dismisses him. Right, he hires him, but gives him like menial jobs, and it's like, okay, there's so much speculation, Renee, about why Edison just kind of had a, a chip on his shoulder with mm-hmm. Tesla from the beginning. Maybe it was jealousy. Mm-hmm. He just kind of knew, oh, this guy's a little smarter than me. Maybe he knew from the beginning that whatever this guy is bringing in is going to compete with mm-hmm. me and is going to make my technology obsolete. Mm-hmm. It could have been this just sort of like Tesla was educated, and Edison is sort of famously this like self-made, did it in his own garage kind of deal, but like. Anyway, he's kind of a cunt about it. Okay. And just like in Europe, Tesla starts rising his way up because he can do anything. And eventually they're like, buddy, you need to talk to him again. So Tesla gets kind of back where he gets to have a one-on-one with the boss. Mm -hmm. And at this point, he presents to Edison AC power. Okay. And is like, what do you think about this? I can build it for you. It'd be crazy. It'd be great. And not only does Edison dismiss him, but he assigns him to do like arc lighting and generators. This is what I want you to do. And, 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 uh, Tesla can do it. And he's like, got ideas for how to do it. And part of it involves this AC power. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Tesla or Edison says, okay, if you can build this arc light generator thing, I'll give you $50,000. Right. Which is the equivalent of half a million dollars at the time. Okay. Tesla fucking builds the arc light, Mm -hmm. comes back. And is like, where's my 50 grand? Yeah. And Edison laughs at him. <gasps> no. And said, not only doesn't give him the money, but says, you don't understand our American humor. What? And Tesla quits. Yeah. He quits on the spot. Oh my gosh. He'd worked for Edison for six months. He just brought him this stuff. He'd been nothing but respectful. Fucking quits on the spot. And in yeah. his diary, he writes goodbye to Edison Machine Works. Bam. It's like the most emotion you find. What a jerk. Just kidding. Oh, you don't. You silly serb. Tesla is digging ditches. Oh, wow. He's a literal ditch digger. Oh, my God. When he quits Edison, he does it on principle. Like, fuck this guy. It's not because he's got a better offer. It's not because he knows. Yeah, he didn't think that through. But this (laughs) is where poor people always can kind of figure something out, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, I'll dig ditches. Right. But again, people remembered. Where was that genius guy who like fixed the problem that no one else can fix? Like, oh, I don't know. They literally find him like digging ditches and are like, no, no, no. So young entrepreneurs are like, come on, Tesla, we'll start your own company with you. We'll start Ooh. your own company with you. And this is two guys, Peck and Brown. Mm-hmm. Tesla's been screwed a couple times since Edison, small mm-hmm. scale fuckery. And so they're like, listen, here's the deal. We're going to call it Tesla Electric Works, Electric Company. I have your name on it. We split everything by a third. You, Tesla, get a third. The two of us will split oh, a third, okay. and then the last third will go into research and development and keeping everything groovy. And it's a beautiful partnership, yeah. Renee, because they're like his hype guys, yeah. right? And they're the money guys. Yeah, it's like when you have a great commercial agent, <laughs> a, some young, fashionable person running your social media, <laughs> a great makeup artist, and all you have to do is just show up and be funny. Yeah, that's a great synergy. But welcome, like, what a introduction to America. You're going to get mm. robbed on your way here, <laughs> then you're going to get fucked over the second your first job and now you're a ditch digger like yeah. what is oh, the american dream yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and this is in 1887. So he's only okay. been in New York for like three years mm-hmm. when he's got his own electric company. That's true. And some people like behind him. But one of the things that Peck and Brown do are like, you want to do this AC power thing, buddy? Let's dance. Ooh. Let's do it. So he gets a laboratory. He builds it. Patents it. Bam. Damn. And he patents the arc light that Edison Ooh. wouldn't pay him for it. Boom. So like his first, that was his first patent actually, which was the arc light. Then the AC power thing. And this is the thing with AC power. Okay. Welcome to Dawn's engineering attempt. Hmm. <laughs> dun, and the dun, difference, dun. if you are in New York, you're a money guy, you're a banker guy, maybe you're an electrician. I don't know, but I'm pitching you right on the difference. You have already experienced DC power and Edison has done everything he can to get his light bulb. Mm-hmm. In the, on the streets and in commercial buildings and in residential houses and his he owns the companies that make the computators who, that make all of the wiring he it's a monopoly okay. literally every aspect of this stuff and the light bulb still going strong still going strong really God bless is. them God bless them and yeah. it's and it's crazy because we're not using fire anymore mm-hmm. I mean I mean that's what people are really impressed by yeah. is oh my God and it's yeah. also still a little dangerous but way less dangerous okay. than fire but the way that DC power works is is a direct current okay. that sends energy in just one direction. So I'm sitting across the table from you, Renee. If I'm a battery pack mm-hmm. and you're like a little propeller on like a little toy boat, okay, right? And there's wires that connect us. Once the battery pack is connected here, a p- uh, electricity is going to go to you and it's going to turn that propeller and then it's going to come back up to this side of the battery and then it's going to go back around. It's one current that goes one way. Right. right. Positive, negative. It yeah. goes in a circle. It's a beautiful thing. It's a simple thing. Okay. Alternating current, the way that I understand it, <laughs> it takes that current and it moves it back and forth in a way that makes way more um, voltage mm-hmm. that can go further and sustain itself. So basically once the power gets to one point, it hits itself back and keeps going back and forth. One of the ways I kind of imagined it is if you picture like a jump rope on a playground uh-huh. and you're, and it's stretched out straight and you're holding one end and you just start waving uh, it up okay. and down, yeah. like the way that that can just generate mm-hmm. more power than pulling it. Right. Got it. And one of the things it does super technically is it actually is more efficient and you don't need these substations as often. For Edison's company, you needed to have, the, the power had to like stop in a substation and like regenerate and then go again and then regenerate and then go again. And it would lose power every time so that the people who lived on the outside of town, like their mm-hmm. light bulbs literally were dimmer hmm. than the people who lived closer to the, the wow. substations, right? Okay. Where AC power didn't have any of that. And it also didn't have a computator. And it also didn't have all of these other pieces. It didn't require a huge spark. Right. It is technically better in every possible way you mm-hmm. can measure okay. betterness. <laughs> Pack and Brown get a party up, right? Yeah. They get they get gigs for Tesla to go show his AC power on big stages in front of big bankers. Oh my the, God, he's the doing audition. gigs. I love it. Exactly. I love it. He's on the road. He got him into the comedy store. Oh my you know, God. such a big day. Yeah. yeah. Well, they represent me. Exactly. <laughs> so, the, and these is, it's every, in fact, uh, some accounts I've heard Edison was there. Ooh, which I find fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's knocking people's socks off if they get it. Right. It's killing them. They can't believe how amazing. 
But the person who gets it, the one who approaches him and ultimately finances it and licenses his patent is Westinghouse. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear about Westinghouse a few more times because okay. all of a sudden, as soon as Westinghouse buys into AC power, he gives Tesla a million bucks Whoa. and a Shocking. deal that, the, check this deal. This is super residual-esque. Okay. Not only am I going to give you a million bucks for your patent idea, I'm going to put you on stipend. I'm going to pay you a salary. And I'm going to give you $2.50 for every horsepower, every AC horsepower out of every motor. Wow. That's like, if that money actually got paid out, considering how much his technology was used, we're talking the largest possible fortune amassed by any individual in the history of humanity. Whoa. AC power wasn't picked up yet. It wasn't off the ground. Like nobody knows quite what's going to happen yeah. with this, right? But the the quantity of money that we're talking about. Yeah. And the extent of the reach of this technology mm-hmm. is glimmering in people's minds. Okay. People are starting to understand what we've got here, which means a war starts. <gasps> it's called the current wars. It's theoretical war. There's literal wars coming. Okay. <laughs> it's called the current war. And it is Westinghouse and Tesla mm-hmm. with their AC power yep. versus Edison, Edison and his DC power. Edison. <laughs> and then there's like this third hybrid company called Thompson Hudson Mm -hmm. that is like, we're cool with AC, but we're into DC, but we're definitely competitors (laughs) of Edison. We were like Edison's competitor. And Mm -hmm. now there's a third and we're not like, they're kind of this, we'll get to them again later, but they're sort of footnote. But these wars, Renee, there's no antitrust. There's no monopoly laws. Like this is why we have these things is in part because of the way this thing went down. Okay. The fortunes and the power and the corruption and the fuckery to Take your competitor out. Yeah. Make your technology better is crazy. And here's where your Edison, like, real loathe comes in. Okay. First, Edison's like, AC is demonstrably better. Everybody knows it's better. There's no question it's capital B better. So his first strategy is, I'm going to scare everybody. Hmm. It's new. Mm. They're used to DC. They're used to me. They already have it in their houses. Mm -hmm. This is new. And to demonstrate that, he publicly electrocutes dogs. (gasps) Oh, no. Yep. Already hate him. Yep. Yeah. And elephants. Oh, for God's sakes. It's gory. It's torturous. It's horrible. And he does it. It's not. And by the way, AC power is not dangerous. Not certainly not any more dangerous than DC power. He does it repeatedly. Ugh. He does it to scare. He makes it slow. He makes it awful. Ugh. And then he always is like, and see, this is what Tesla does. When that effect starts oh. to wear off, he and his the other that Thompson Hudson company yeah. join up together and conspire to get the electric chairs oh in our gosh. prisons to display and say we're using AC power to use AC power, oh. and then also to say we we kill people with AC power. Oh my god! And when that. And this is crazy, right? So Tesla, Peck, Brown, Westinghouse, it's not too bad. It's horrible, but it's not quite taking a dent because it's still so much demonstrably better. Right. And Tesla does this demonstration where he gets, I forget the name, it's like 250,000 volts. It's like an incredible amount of electricity that he shows him generating in this huge presentation, wires and cables. And he says, see, look at the wattage. This is the largest amount. AC power is able to generate this much electricity. And when I hold on to this end and hold on to this end, that power is going to travel through my body and it's going to be totally safe. Wow. And the people are like, We've literally watched elephants, dogs, and criminals mm-hmm. like this is done. And this guy and this thing is so huge and it's so sparky and it's so loud. And he grabs on and he's completely fine. Whoa. And he demonstrates a few other, he has people come up and he does kind of a show. People get it, right? Jeez. Thompson and Hudson and Edison are like, ah, fuck. 
son of a son of a fuck. And then they lose two huge contracts to Westinghouse and Edison. One is they get to light the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Hmm. And just imagine, I, you know, you've been to Times Square. Like, you and I know electricity. We have light in every room of our house constantly. I don't want to brag, but I do. And we still get kind of like, wow, hmm. when you walk into Times Square or mm-hmm. you see a beautiful Christmas tree lit right. up. I mean, lights true. are still incredible. And, yeah. and it doesn't take that much more than just a bunch of them yeah. <laughs> to make us go, holy shit. Now imagine it's the first time you're seeing anything like this. And they've lit up the entire city of Chicago wow. at night. Then they get the contract to capture Niagara Falls, to design the hydroelectric plant in Niagara Falls. Oh my gosh. These guys can't fucking lose. Yeah. Except <gasps> they do. Edison and Thompson Hudson see the writing on the wall mm-hmm. and they join together Yeah, to become General Electric. Oh. Yeah. But for the time being, Tesla's fucking winning. He's okay. got a ton of money. Yeah. He is tall, thin, handsome. He's yeah. living in New York. Little sick, He's winning. but okay. Little sick sometimes. Who is Women it? will look over it. They'll look that <laughs> over it. They'll look right around it. If mm-hmm. they can't get over it, Does they'll look poetry, right around smart, it. smart, rich? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, David Bowie. Yeah. Played him yeah. for a reason. Because you're like, on the surface, I'm like, no. But yeah. then I'm like, yes. <laughs> With that, we are going to take a very short break, and we will be right back. Can't wait. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. I'm Chris. And I'm Mel. And together we host the podcast Spoil Spoil My My Movie. We were watching movies anyway. And we were having in-depth conversations about those movies too. So we decided to share our thoughts with the world. You can expect me to gripe about inaccurate details like supposedly cold weather, but you can't see anyone's breath. And you can expect me to be totally adorable, but also psychologically deep. And by the end of each episode, we'll provide our respective ratings. Using a rating scale custom tailored to the movie in question. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. We're actually behind you right now. Before we dive back into the Gilded Age, I want to hear from you. Yes, you. Okay, I've been collecting your questions and suggestions over the past year, and I'm having a blast generating some mailbag episodes. (laughs) You want in? Get well good, because I want you in. So message me on Instagram at Podcast or email hilfpodcast at gmail.com. And oh, why not? Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow. Boy, lots of things have happened since we left, my friends. <laughs> I <laughs> we, urinated. We um, peed. We mm-hmm. re, we got more tea, so more we'll tea. probably pee again. Yep. And there's airplanes flying now, which mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. So there's airplanes. That's right. There's action. Airplanes happen. It will be a constant reminder of our technology. There you go. <laughs> Birds in the Occasionally sky. coming into our ears, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and we talked about fuckery. Now, we were talking about the minutiae, difficulty, and fuckery in our business, right? It just isn't that much different mm. than the fuckery we are about 
to endure with our man, Nikola Tesla. Wow. Um, before we jump back in bed. <laughs> no, I was just thinking. I was like, do we, does he go on the road with headliners that say there's only one room in one bed? <laughs> I'm sure he would. <laughs> but Tesla would be like, I can't get in the bed. I might touch your hair. I can't do that. We ended on a high point. We did. Big contracts, making lots of money. Big. And uh, I'm just excited to see where it goes. <gasps> okay. <laughs> and he is doing it too. He is going to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel for dinner every night. He is sitting at the tables with the finest, richest, most glamorous people. He's doing it all. Um, and the thing is, and we understand this is artists. And the artists and scientists are so, so similar. This hmm. was actually something that I used to talk about in that electricity museum in Minneapolis. Their process is almost identical in the sense that we see something. We have this theory. And and it's sort of mushy. And you're like, it would be so funny if that would be such a great movie. And you go and you've and it's in your mind. And the real hard work is bringing it into this literal, tangible, shared reality Mm -hmm. with other people. Mm -hmm. That means first just explaining it. Right. Then kind of making it, building it, writing it out. I mean, these are the processes that are so similar and so difficult. And sometimes you get a genius, someone who comes up with a plot, a story, a character, a joke that you think, oh my God, they just really tapped in to this thing that we all had sort of amorphously Mm -hmm. dancing around in the back of our brains, but they like made it, you know? Or sure, I can picture flying with a jetpack. Uh-huh. (laughs) but you can't actually do that until you work out the physics and Mm -hmm. the motors and you don't burn your ass off. (laughs) Right. And just like scientists and artists, often you need a team. Right. And the most significant thing that these two scientists and, and artists share is we need somebody to give us some fucking money money. because a real artist's process and a deeply invested scientist process takes all of your time and energy. It, it is rare that you can serve tables all day and come home and paint the Mona Lisa. Oh my gosh, it, you totally. know, it, some people can, and God, if you can, it's in your 20s, let's be <laughs> honest. And, and so you, it's funders, right? Yeah. And this is really playing itself out in the, the restaurant of the Waldorf Astoria because Tesla is sitting next to Mark Twain. Mm-hmm who needs money and Sarah Bernhardt, the most brilliant actress wow. in New York at the time, because they're all feeding each other in this sort of circle jerk and that the bankers and the financiers who aren't interesting and creative themselves mm-hmm. need to sit at tables with these interesting, creative people to feel glamorous and beautiful. And like they're, they're of value and not just a conduit to value. Do we glamorize scientists and adventures now? That's so interesting. Like it sounds like they were like rock stars back. Well, I mean, I guess Elon was a little bit when he started. But first, see, that's but. where this, this, I think that Elon is much more of a JP Morgan mm-hmm. than even in Edison. And right. I hate fucking Edison, but right. Edison actually did build some dope shit and right. was a real scientific mind. Got it. I, there are some real conflicting ideas as to what Elon actually Invented does. does. Yeah. So yes, he is getting something of a, of a modern day rock star scientists accolade, Right. but it is so woefully undeserved in that we know that he generally buys up Teslas. Right. Nikola Teslas, that is. Yeah. (laughs) He gobbles up engineers and innovative minds and scientists who, like Tesla, just want to make dope shit. Right. And Tesla, and maybe it was some of his autistic-esque scale, 
he seemed to have an almost allergic reaction to business. Hmm. He actively disliked. He's like me with finances. Like, do I have enough? He was just like, do I have enough to run my lab? Do I have enough to eat? If it's enough, then it's fine. He was not interested in fortune and wealth because to him it was so meaningless. Well, like to your point too, that like if you wait tables all day, do you have the energy and the time and the creativity to paint the Mona Lisa? He's probably so focused on what he has to do that he's like, I don't have room in my brain for that extra business. Which was exactly why he never pursued women. Right. He didn't have any really close friends. He briefly in college had a gambling addiction, which I found really amusing because of course he would, right? I can figure this out. It's numbers. And he was like fucking great with numbers. He's a brain man. Yeah. Um, And he did pretty well, but he lost once and he had to ask his mom for money. And his mom gave him the money and he won the money back and he paid his mom back and said, I will never gamble again. I completely get it. It's a total waste. And he really apparently did it. And he also, in regards to women, I told you it was like, he couldn't, he couldn't hear their jewelry, you know, and he couldn't like touch hair and he couldn't stand perfume, which makes it a little bit difficult. It's going to be hard to date. It's going to be a little bit. But he also said in in his autobiography that he deliberately focused on cutting out any distraction, Mm. just I don't think he cut off his dick, but I, he did, <laughs> but I, extreme. but it, because it wasn't necessary because yeah. he could, at least to his definition and his description, just decide that wasn't for him. Wow. And he did like women. He, he has this whole beautiful passage about how much he respects women, how he knew as soon as education was the same, that women would not just meet, but surpass men in intellect. I mean, and he didn't he appear woke. to be gay. It was just, yeah. it was, he just didn't think about that stuff. In fact, there's this great story. It wasn't just that he knew Sarah Bernhardt. Uh-huh. Sarah Bernhardt tried to get that ass. What? It's crazy. And he was like, no thanks. Exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of busy. Girl, he's sitting outside a cafe with these other men of intellect. They're talking to New York City, Gilded Age, you know, streetcars, horses, hats. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. And Sarah Bernhardt, the divine Sarah, the French actress, if you can be famous, this bitch is the most yeah. famous. Beautiful, gorgeous dress, parasol, walks across the street where she sees him sitting with these guys she gets close to them they all see her how do you miss it yeah and she do drops her handkerchief girl she drops her handkerchief Mm -hmm. and so like tesla jumps to his feet scoops up her handkerchief runs after her bows deeply takes (laughs) off of his hat gives it to her and she kind of they make eyes kind of sizzle mm-hmm and he turns around and goes back to his table and sits down and is like, anyway, about a computer, really? <laughs> then, apparently, there was a date. I have not been able to confirm if she invited him out, if she sent a letter, if they whatever, but he stands her up. What? He never shows. Oh, my goodness. I know. And Mark Twain. Bad at Twain, business and bad at women. Right? And Mark Twain... I love this story too. So I told you he's sitting at these tables and meeting yeah. all these people. The night he meets Mark Twain is so beautiful to me. If I'm going to write another buddy comedy, it's yeah. called Tesla and Twain. <laughs> and you and I are also the stars. I love it. Yes. Let's um, make a female version. It'll be great. And people will be like, now that's diversity. You know what? Um, so Tesla, you know, he was sick all the time yeah. when he was a kid. Okay. I'll play him. Go on. Okay. <laughs> that ass. Tell skinny That sick. ass is yep. too healthy to be Tesla girl. <laughs> um, so there, he's at this party one night and, and Tesla sees Mark Twain 
and he knows him because he read his books when he was sick. And Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer got him through some really rough times. Mm. And I told you he recited Goethe's Faust before he gets the idea for the AC, uh, you know, for AC power. So like it is the like few touchstones of like poetry and beauty and art that do seem to really influence him. And he gets a little tongue tied and nervous Hmm. and he doesn't, he's like, oh God, you know, the first time we really get a sense that Tesla was like, oh my God, who is that? Oh my God. And he... Meet Mark I, Twain. And I love when, the movie star. He's like, here you go, ma'am. Gotta go. Yeah. And then Mark Twain, he's like, I'm nervous. <laughs> exactly. And Mark Twain is introduced to Nikola Tesla and goes, oh, I've heard about you. You're no. the guy who lit up Chicago and you're so interesting and you're so whatever. And Tesla's like, do you want to come to my lab and play <laughs> with my stuff? And look, I'm going to show my it's friend. It's like your daughter. Want to see my room? <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly right. It is. It's the complex, right? So I'm going to show you this amazing picture okay. of Mark Twain holding a lightning bolt. Let's see. Oh, he's literally holding, like for real. He's holding a bulb and he is conducting the electricity. Remember that Whoa. demonstration I told you about? So Mark Twain's just like his big old mustache and his big bushy hair. Of course, you go to our description or our webpage, you'll find the image that I just showed Renee. But he it's looks like kind of scary, though. It's, he's mm-hmm. like, mm. oh, I think this stuff is all so totally creepy. But, yeah. you know, it's like Frankenstein. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. this like, what can this stuff do? And people are still so comfortable just, just like fantasizing and like what's coming next. Um, And now I'm sorry, I feel like I need to emotionally prepare you for the Uh-oh. fact that we are getting into Tesla's Decent. Oh no. We we left him at his peak. So and well. His actresses are fucking throwing their panties at yeah. him, and Mark Twain's like, you the man, and he's got all this money mm-hmm. and he's doing great. And um, you know who else probably noticed that? It's Edison. Mm. Right? <laughs> and General Electric and everyone else who is standing to lose mm-hmm. their shirts to mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. And fueled maybe by jealousy, all those other things I told you about. Right. I don't want to point fingers, okay? But in 1895... But Edison! This piece of shit! But in 1895, Tesla's lab burns to the ground and he loses everything. Shut up. Girl, it is... I mean, you know about the library in Alexandria in mm-hmm. ancient Rome? It was the house of all knowledge. That movie, The Rose, with oh, yeah, yeah. The, the library that held basically all of the knowledge in the world burned. And oh, like historians God. like me, like if you really want to get us to like, oh, just be like, oh, oh. Alexandria, what we lost, what yeah. we lost. Kind of similar with Tesla's lab. He was sleeping in his hotel room a few blocks away. He was too devastated to speak. Oh. He was, I mean, everything. It's not just what Tesla lost, honestly. It's what yeah. we all yeah. lost. He privately confided that, like, well, somebody lit it on fire. Yeah, right. But he never really made any big public accusations, and fires fucking happen, you know? He's dealing with, you know, lightning bolts and shit. (laughs) Exactly. You know what's crazy is that he never started a fucking fire, and then nobody ever said. They know it started on the second floor, that it wasn't his lab that did it, but it's gone. It's just... But no insurance company is going to be like... No. Well, you were playing with fire, literally. Literally. And playing, like we, with Twain and actresses. Like, mm, come on. Um, And then, he's also truly fucked by this, because you remember that deal... That $2.50 per horsepower motor that he made that, as I said, would have made him Mm -hmm. the richest man in the history of people. Spoiler, doesn't happen. Go on. He, right before the hydroelectric plant was going on, in the middle of the current wars, there's a financial crash in 1890. Right. 
And Westinghouse finds his ass against the wall in every which way it can. Because there's a financial crash, he is. His investments are tanking. His customers are quitting on him. The competitors are still, because they're in the middle of the war, are still like coming after him. Mm. And he is in like financial scrutiny, how to avoid bankruptcy, how to like be solvent, all these words I don't understand. And, um, <laughs> and he goes hat in hand to Tesla and is like, okay, here's the deal, buddy. Basically, my financial guys are looking at all my stuff and they say that some of my shit is frivolous. And the one big hang up is mm. that $2.50 per horsepower, mm. per motor, they say that that can't be upheld, that anyone who buys us or anyone who invests us is like, will not do it with that in the contract. And I really, really, and Tesla's like, buddy, do you or do you not want, like me, to see AC power, power the world? Right. Do you not know that this is the best? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you believed in me when no one else did. Aww. I believe you're going to get AC power out there into the world. And he tears up the <gasps> contract, done. Forget no. It. Did he still get the million up front, though? He got that. That's okay. been kind of spent. Okay. <laughs> Not entirely, okay. but he mm-hmm. has had that. But, like, if I, you gave me a million dollars right now, it wouldn't last very long either. It's true, but back then, that's a lot of money. It is, but he bought all of his lab and all oh, of his equipment he had and all to of buy, his stuff. Okay, you know it, what I mean? Got it. And, um, I mean, he didn't even say, okay, 50 cents. Yeah. Per. He just, wow. No problem, man. And again, they're winning. And AC Power hasn't really taken off yet i mean they're still really trying to get it to do the thing but yeah this is when you say i don't need residuals and then you do star wars right you know yeah tesla in 1899 is like okay guys i'm going to colorado springs Mm -hmm. that's where i need to be okay because i gotta get out of new york there's too many fires eh? (laughs) it is not safe we got hot twats throwing handkerchiefs at me (laughs) very distracting even if i don't touch their hair that's a james brown song hot (laughs) twats (laughs) <laughs> in the gilded age <laughs> actually the word gilded age is from mark twain which is so funny oh, wow. because his whole and it was a criticism it was it's all just covered in gold it's wow. not real it's all pretend god it. isn't that crazy yeah fake so, kind of cr- like totally instagram mm, okay. exactly the gilded gram gilded gram yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so he goes out to college mates he wants less distractions he wants more rooms and he has this idea of the conductivity of low pressure air i.e he wants to get he needs some elevation right and his idea is that if he can get up high enough into that low pressure air that he will be able to accomplish worldwide wireless communication what does it happen no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> He's like, i don't know let me check my phone um, i'm gonna google that right now on my wireless is there device. wireless communication <laughs> but this you can imagine this is definitely in 2023 when we're like i'm gonna build a colony on mars and yeah. you go sure yeah yeah. Okay. Um, which you, and then you're like, well, they will probably. Yeah. But they are going to have to make some big old leaps yeah. both between They're now and make then. make sure there's good Wi-Fi out a there. A lot of people are going to die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in this particular one, he first goes to Westinghouse and is like, what do you think? I'd like to go to Colorado Springs, build all this thing. And Westinghouse is like, I don't want to. But I will introduce you to a bunch of rich people who probably will. And I give you six grand, which is not bad. Six grand? There's worse friends. Yeah. He's oh. like, here's a $6,000. I see. That'll probably help you. And I'm going to introduce you to some money people. Hey, and one I'll of them. I'll take that now. I'll take, I'll take that deal yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. It's like, can you get me the audition? Just, I'll yeah. take the audition. So he eventually hooks up with J- uh, John Jacob Astor. Mm-hmm. You, does that name ring a bell? He no. was he was on the Titanic. He's the rich guy in the Titanic okay. who was in. Um, Not John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. Okay, got no, it. His name guy. is my name too. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so, John, John Jacob Astor in the movie Titanic was played by that soap opera actor from. 
young and the restless. from the movie, but I'm okay. The super rich guy. Yeah. Super rich guy. Yes. And he's like, oh yes, of course. Because, and Tesla at this point is just savvy enough. He's never very good at like totally manipulating people, but a basic lie mm. who can't tell mm-hmm. a little lie. That's a easy. Yeah. So he, uh, alludes to the fact that what he's working on is wireless lighting, mm. that that's what he needs to do in Colorado Springs because we're into lighting, lighting, yeah. lighting, lighting. And first we started with the light and then the incandescent. And now we've got my whatever arc light and yes, wireless. So John Jacob Astor, like that sounds like a great investment. <laughs> Tesla takes his money, goes out to Colorado Springs and does anything but mm. wireless lighting. Mm-hmm. He works continuously on worldwide wireless communication and he's doing kooky crazy shit up there because he's got all sorts of room and he make his shit huge he gets an arrangement for getting like free power from this transistor station out there and eventually not long after he's there it's only up for like four years it is shut down closed down brought to a halt and the reasons why are one he builds the largest man-made bolt of lightning Ooh. ever okay which is accompanied by a clap of thunder that could be here heard for hundreds of miles <laughs> he um started listening because wireless communication was his deal and he's listening and he says to a newspaper i think i heard aliens i'm hearing i'm definitely hearing signals that are communication i think i'm hearing aliens Uh-oh. so they publish that that's okay. a problem yeah and the people who live around there are like constantly getting shocked their horses hooves oh, in the barn no. are just getting shocked all the time they have they see lightning bolts between their feet when they walk way what? beyond just like normal static they are sparks are coming out of their faucets it's just creepy not a good neighbor is what you're no. saying he blows up a power like he uses so much that at one of his experiments shortly after the lightning bolt blows up an entire power station in el paso oh my gosh and of course john jacob astor eventually is like <clears throat> Yeah. Where is that wireless lighting? And he is like, oh, well, so they pull the money <laughs> and <of> that. <laughs> Colorado Springs is, you can still visit it. They tore it all down, but there's like a plaque there. Cause you know, people are obsessed with Tesla. He's kind of got a, yeah. right. Okay. So after, <laughs> after you go back to New York, okay. I was like, okay, I got more ideas and I, I'm going to need a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. And so back to New York and he tries again. And this time. He hits up J.P. Morgan, Mm -hmm. who gives him the equivalent of like $3 million to fund his idea. He's like, oh, you wanted to do worldwide wireless communication. You know what? I'm actually down for that. Mm -hmm. So if that's what you're doing, I'll pay for that. Okay. But not worldwide. That's crazy. Um, All I'm paying you for, what I really want you to do is be the first, you and me, Mm -hmm. to get a wireless message across the Atlantic. Let's start there because that will connect the United States to Europe. People will be very excited about that. Tesla says, you got it. And he builds what's called the Widencliffe Tower in New York. Mm -hmm. Giant scaffolding. He's got that big ass, huge like orb on the top. And he almost, theoretically, this is according to several sources, he could have transmitted a wireless message across the Atlantic very early on. Hmm. But his actual goal mm-hmm. was worldwide domination. Worldwide. <laughs> and, exactly. And to Mars, right? And he's like, and they're going to stop giving me money right. once I accomplish this. And so he's kind of still working. And then, fuck, son of a bitch. Why Newspaper not? headlines. Marconi has done it. Marconi has sent the letter no. S. From Europe to the United States, the sound, the sound of the money. <laughs> the beginning of <laughs> shit. And of course, J.P. Morgan's like, buddy, 
Oh. Buddy, we fucking did it. And, and Tesla, now you pretend you just spent $3 million on this guy. <laughs> Tesla goes, don't worry about it. Here's why. I wasn't ever trying to do that. Oh. I probably could have done that, but I didn't. I'm trying to get worldwide communication. Oh. That's what you're actually investing in. So good news for you. You and me are actually going to do it. And JP Morgan's like, no. And he goes, okay, I got better news for you. Uh-huh. I wasn't doing any of those things. Uh-huh. I was never really focused on doing worldwide wireless communication. What I was actually trying to do yeah. was to generate free, unlimited, global electricity from the core of the earth, utilizing the inherent electric system that is already happening in the center of the earth so that anyone anywhere at any time can access an unlimited reusable source of power. Whoa. How do you monetize that? (laughs) Renee, you literally see, you could be a banker (laughs) because that is literally what JP Morgan says. He says, if we can't meter it, how do we charge people for exactly. it? And he pulls all of his funding immediately. That's and Widencliffe is brought yeah, down. Nobody wants free things. <laughs> they want you so, to invent things so you can yeah. pay money I for I gave it. you $3 million so I could make $3 billion, mm-hmm. you idiot. That's, you know, how we're doing it. So this Widencliffe Tower is abandoned in 1906. It's tore down um, to pay Tesla's debts oh, no. in 1917. Because probably the worst year of his life starts in 1915. This is, it was during World War One. so you wanted okay. to know. It's yeah. right about now. 1915, it's starting to cook. Mm-hmm. He's broke again. And now he's back in New York, but something's happened. It's sort of like when you're a woman who turns 40 in Los Angeles. <laughs> you go, boy, I, I used to walk in this room and people would go, oh. Yeah. And now I walk in this room and it's people like they don't, don't even know you. I'm here. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah, he's a loser. Oh, and no. even though his technology is still generations ahead and is still the most brilliant most We're still usable talking about him right he's made he technically failed twice right, and his right. shit has been literally brought down in disgrace and the money guys are like bad uh-huh. investment and um all of a sudden all that weird idiosyncratic ocd stuff is so much less charming when you're not rich and you're not winning. Now you just seem like a weirdo. And did you hear that article he wrote about how he hears aliens? Aliens. And he he is moving from like hotel to hotel. He is hiding from his debts. Well, yeah, there was something that he just lived in hotels though, right? He never, I mean, and that's one of those things where you're like, boy, this guy really didn't get money. Why didn't he use that million dollars? Yeah. He did. Yeah. He's paying hotels. It's not studio even, apartment. <laughs> Why do you got to stay at the Waldorf? Yeah. yeah. He's probably very hard to rent too, I bet. <laughs> but yeah, he's moving and the hotels yeah. are getting less is and electricity less. electricity included in this? <laughs> and it's also because it's World War One. It's like three competing things. It's like technology is hot and everyone's like lusting over new technology. Mm -hmm. They're also super scared of technology. Mm -hmm. And if it's not related to weapons and war and how to win a war, no one gives a fuck anymore. It's not even really about how you're going to make money because we're fighting this war. So he's just getting ready. And he, he gets kicked out of one hotel because of his weird shit, his weird experiments. Then he gets kicked out of hotels because Renee... He loves pigeons. Oh, and when God. I say Tesla loves pigeons, I mean he fucking loves pigeons. He's feeding them. He finds injured ones. He creates amazing things to fix and mend their wings. Oh. But he gets little pigeon out. crutches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> little things mend their wings. It's like how to train your dragon. These pigeons fucking shit everywhere. Uh, yeah. And they, that was one of the reasons he gets kicked out. Finally, 
eventually, too late if you ask me, mm-hmm. and too little if you ask me, mm-hmm. Westinghouse is like, oh, this is so embarrassing for me. That the guy who made my fortune and right. what, that I, is now in poverty but pays wait, all oh, of his rent. But is loaded now from Tesla? And, and his other investment. I mean, right. he had a very diversified portfolio, okay. but yes, mm-hmm. he has made a fortune off of AC Power. Okay. I mean, that was his whole yeah. deal. And these financiers bought it from him. And Tesla's not and getting a piece of that? And he probably got because no he gave there, it off. he ripped up the thing. That was his residual. He said, Son I don't, he, he said, you gave me a million dollars and you're going to bring to humanity my great invention. Oh. Go with God. He oh. didn't foresee that he'd be in this predicament. Got it. So he's in the New York hotel and Westinghouse is paying his rent and giving him $125 a month mm. as a stipend, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's worse guys in the story, but yeah. that's hardly, you know, a hero. Here's the good news. It, good-ish news. Okay. So Tesla is... Alone, skinny, mm-hmm. forgotten, poor, just loves his pigeons. But at least and he's skinny in LA. That would mean <laughs> They mean it does. And his cheekbones are up to here, girl. Amazing. Go on. Um, he is uh, old enough to be retro. <laughs> so in 1931, uh-huh. okay, which is, if you can imagine 1931, we're talking post uh, stock market crash. Mm-hmm. So like, Bonnie and Clyde, John Dillinger, automobile are running around the country. We got bank robbers. Okay. Okay. And on his 75th birthday, uh-huh. this young plucky journalist in 1931, his name is Kenneth M. Sweezy, mm-hmm. is like a Tesla fan. He's a Tesla fan. Same reason people are Tesla fans now. Cause he's like just a weird, just genius. Like I know this cool, awesome guy. And so he like pitches this like Tesla's still alive, man, 75 years old. He's on the cover of time. Oh, Albert Einstein, the new it science boy, writes a like Tesla, you're the best. Like, can't wow. believe it. A huge testimony about Tesla. And Tesla throws this birthday party. And he, well, the guy throws the party for him, but Tesla shows up and Tesla fucking loves it. Of course, what 75 year old person yeah, doesn't right. love people telling you you're hot again? And he, this is the best, he does it every year after that, uh-huh. Tesla. And uh-huh. he puts out food. And this is when we get him talking uh-huh. to people and news reporters about what he's got cooking okay. at 75. So this is where some of the weird shit starts, the bat shit stuff uh-huh. that I mentioned. One of them is he suggested that the school board, school systems, mildly electrify the walls to help <laughs> to make the kids smarter. Just a small, gentle current. He talks about a death ray. Now, he never calls it a death ray, but if you Google Tesla conspiracy theories, this uh-huh. one's going to come up right okay. away. Okay. He talks about a focused particle beam uh-huh. that every country could put on their borders wow. that would prevent anyone from ever attacking them. And hence, we have Austin Powers. <laughs> I know. It's like... Power! It, and there if he would have had Austin Powers to pitch it, maybe people would have loved it. He um, says that he has a camera that can take a picture of your retina and read your thoughts. Mm. This is one of my favorites. He actually first thought of this when he was a kid. He suggested a, a bridge built around the world at the equator mm-hmm. and it would be built with scaffolding uh-huh. right a certain distance off the earth and that once it was completed and the scaffolding was knocked down it would just float there what and it would hang there because of gravity and perpetual motion oh, like a ring around mm-hmm. the earth like because of like magnets Saturn. And stuff. <laughs> exactly and that we would just have this like bridge around the world that would help with the- and again people are like well what would we sell 
Uh, How would yeah. that help us? Tickets to, to walk Could the bridge. Believed? I'd go on the bridge. Yeah. Um, he suggests he had found a cosmic energy that was going to defy even Einstein's theory of physics and would be able to run things for 500 years. He said he made an earthquake, huh. and he did. This is actually fucking true. In 1898, in New York City, he got this magnetic oscillator, this like steel thing that he bolted to his floor, and, was like, and it generated an earthquake that knocked windows out, many, many buildings Whoa. around him. And the police were found, people were like, oh my God, he wasn't, because he was at the center, he wasn't realizing how crazy this thing was that he was yeah. doing. The cops eventually knocked down the thing and are like, holy fuck, man. Like, <laughs> turn found, it down. Like, you're knocking shit down. And he dismantled it and destroyed it and was like, yeah, this is too dangerous. But he made it. And then the theory, there's not a lot of proof about any of this stuff. This one he didn't talk about, which mm-hmm. is why it's even more intriguing. Mm-hmm. People have suggested that he was part of the Philadelphia experiment. Oh, which is an experiment that took place right around World War II, um, where they made a submarine disappear. Whoa. And it had something to do with magnets and cycles. And of course, it's super top secret. Of course, there's no photos or whatever. But they managed to make this entire submarine vanish. Huh. There's reportedly serious mental uh, disorientation and long-term damage to the people who were on board. There were people on board at the time. Oh, they came back. They came back. They reappeared, but they were not right after that. And it was like, we don't know. What happened with that disappearing submarine? And they're like, oh, the Philadelphia experiment? That never happened. (laughs) And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, And all of these things, of course, contribute to the fact that around 10 years later, Uh in 1943, on January 7th, 86-year-old Tesla is found dead Mm. in his hotel room. Mm. Alone. Alone. Well, there's pigeons. I'm sure there were a lot of pigeons out the window that were like, ah, we're going to have so much harder now. Um, And he had somewhere between 50 and 80 trunks of Uh papers, diagrams, inventions and stuff, right? No air, no will that I've ever heard of. No family. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. Like, is actually, that's not true. One of his sisters had a kid, like a nephew of his at some point did kind of claim some of the stuff. The vast majority of Tesla's existing shit is in uh, his museum in Belgrade, mm-hmm. which we'll go mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we'll have a field trip oh, yeah. to Belgrade. Um, but there, the conspiracy theories generally focus on what, of course, is not there. Right. Between what actually was lost in that fire, uh-huh. what did they steal? Because Tesla couldn't come back or claim any of that stuff. So if he saw that technology moving around out in the world, which he did, Marconi was his biggest deal because Marconi, it wasn't just that thing where he sent the S mm-hmm. and he lost his goddamn job. It was that he was convinced that Marconi was using one of his patents. Oh. There was no way for Marconi to build his radio without using one of his pre-existing fucking things. Okay. And he sues him in 1915, that year yeah. that was so shit for him. And he loses. <sighs> And they're like, no. But then, 10 years after Tesla's dead, in 1953, the U.S. Patent Office is like, never mind, it was Tesla's. Totally Tesla's. And they take it away from Marconi. And it sucks for so many reasons. One, that could have helped him out, probably. Yeah, he's already dead. That would have been a great thing for him with his fucking Mm -hmm. pigeons. Could have fed a lot of pigeons with that money. Two. A lot of seeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also not an altruistic move, because the U.S. at this point was like, we don't Marconi's an Italian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I am so in love with Tesla, and I told you I had a moral. Oh, yes. The moral of the story is... Fuck Edison. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> fuck Elon Musk. Right? Mm-hmm. These fucking... But more nuanced than that is this reminder. Brilliance 
and the extent of your contribution to the world has nothing to do with wealth. Mm. It doesn't correspond to wealth. It does rely on it to an extent, but it's not an equation, i.e. Elon Musk's wealth mm. does not equate to genius. No. Bankers need artists. Mm. And artists need bankers. Mm -hmm. And the only time it really doesn't work is like anything, but it's out of balance, mm -hmm. right? And I think we are experiencing and witnessing some real echoes of Tesla's time in our time right now. It's out of whack. Right. They, they are incentivized to take a good idea uh -huh. that would indubitably improve the lives of all humanity and shelf it, destroy it, mm -hmm. own it and hide it. Yeah, not just technology, the drug companies, anyone. Absolutely. <laughs> we can cure that, but we won't. Exactly. Because we make more money without. Exactly. And you can have these monsters of industry with inconceivable amounts of wealth be the bad guys. It's possible. <laughs> Shocking. It's possible. Um, listen, before we um, say goodbye, yeah. uh, Renee, do you have any questions? Anything that you, a burning, aching take? I have um, a couple comments. Um, Bring it. <laughs> By saying artists need bankers, I am an artist and I need a banker. So if there's any listening out there, uh, find me at ReneePercy.com, Renee Percy Comedian on Instagram. I will take your money. Um, um, and I won't even be a dick about it. And I, will, I won't. Uh, like, it doesn't even have to be a million. I won't even try to make a worldwide wireless communication. I, I will just do headshots. I'm just going to tell dick jokes, okay? <laughs> um, the other thing, I, I mean, kind of, uh, it's a bit of a joke, but not really. It's, uh, it's impressive in a way that he, Tesla did not become a supervillain. I mean, he could have easily, <laughs> with his story is the villain's, the, mm -hmm. the super villain story of he started out good, great intentions, got fucked over, shit went bad, and he had all of this, and then he could have just been like, fuck you world, instead of being like, oh, this, this is too dangerous, I'm not going to cause an earthquake, he could have been like, I'm going to blow up this whole right. fucking world, right. because you fucked me, and he didn't, and instead he just stayed in his hotel and fed pigeons, I mean, it's... Boy, you know what, Ray, that, I hadn't really thought about that, yeah, if anyone had the opportunity... Yeah, he had a death ray. He had a death ray. For God's sakes. <laughs> and you know what, too? I think that a lot of the unscrupulous people probably tried to mm -hmm. appeal to his unscrupulous nature. Right. And he definitely didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, not only for his, his own self to be like, fuck you, Edison, I quit. I'm going to go dig ditches, you yeah. piece of shit. Even just after a war, they were like, I'm sure everyone was like, well, we want to use this for some nefarious shit, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he was like, I just want to connect the world yeah. and light it. Yeah. God, that's a really good point. So not just a good guy, but like you have to be really good mm -hmm. to resist that. To too. sleep in the New York hotel for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be like, just laying there at night, be like, ah, Sarah Bernhardt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's a good take. Yeah. Well, see, and this is all the more reason why when you see a Tesla, mm -hmm. it's a very complicated feeling, especially for you I now. Know. Now we see is. them all over. I want you to uh, spit Elon Musk. Yeah. But then just a little hand over your heart, though. Yeah. A for little the, nod for the to tea. Tess, for the tea in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because he definitely, like, yeah, he's the reason any of this shit happens. Okay. Well, that, my dear friend Renee Percy, has been the history of Nikola Tesla. Oh, I can't imagine anyone I would have fucked Tesla with harder I know. than you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> 
please do yourself a favor and go follow Renee Percy. Watch her special Comic Sutra and see her live whenever and wherever you can. As for us, we'll be back in two weeks with our first delve into true crime. <laughs> and what other than the OG, the notorious, the first serial killer, Jack the Ripper. Oh, and on his trail, I am joined by the hilarious actor and improviser, Peter Voigt. <laughs> in the meantime, our theme song was composed and performed by Kat Perkins. A reminder that you can find my sources, links to the books, documentaries, and articles I reference in the summary of this episode, or by emailing us, hilfpodcast at gmail.com, or messaging us on social media at hilfpodcast. This has been Hilf, history I'd like to fuck with Don Brody. I'm Don Brody, reminding you that history is a party and everybody's coming. Fuck. <laughs>